Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future Technologies, poised to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. All right, welcome to the uh, Future Technology podcast here. Um, I'm with uh, Daniel Corey here from Danger Cat Studios. Uh, it's the creative brainchild uh, behind the, the concept. Uh, Daniel, how are you? Excellent. Thank you. And uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. Thank you for uh, coming yeah. on the show. I know it's kind of uh, crunch time to the holiday season here. And uh, so uh, we thank you and uh, excited to have you on. No, it's no, Great. it's so, fun. It's fun time to be on. So yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, tell us about yourself, uh, your your mission, uh, the the idea behind uh, Danger Cat. You know what's uh, what's going on there. All right. Well, um, Danger Cat primarily is an IP creation house. You know, as, as I as I call it. You know, it's 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 my company. It's basically me and uh, the folks that I, I get to work with me on my projects. Um, you know, the seeds first started back, um, well, my wife and I are from Florida originally, and um, we're in Los Angeles now, been in L.A. for the last 13 years. But um, back in, like, 1999, 2000, uh, you know, it's like after I finished school. Well, I'll go back a little bit even more. Um, like, I, you know, I went to University of Central Florida, and I went to Full Sail University in, in Florida, in Orlando there. So it was, um, you know, I studied digital media and basics of, like, filmmaking and stuff like that. Um, my first brush was VR, actually was back there. Um, uh, Rob Caddo, who's actually still there at, at the university at, at Full Sail, he's the director of their VR program now. He was teaching a VR class, and we had some really basic tools. And we, like my, my lab group and I built a, a Tron database, you know, and we, uh, okay. we flew around in our recognizer inside this rudimentary Tron database. That was my first brush with uh, with VR. But after school, I um, you know, I, I wanted to get my kind of my traditional media skills down. You know, I wanted to get back to the theater. Um, you know, I, I started, uh, I actually started working in entertainment at Universal Studios Florida. I started working um, with a, a theater, a uh, regional theater group called New York Acting Ensemble, Ken Ulo, there in Central Florida. And I really intentionally studied acting and writing and producing and directing there. And uh, that's when I really started writing, uh, started writing plays. Started off writing just two-person scenes, started off writing full-length plays. Sure. Um, and sure. then um, grew into writing movie scripts, and then my wife and I made our way to Los Angeles, and that's when I got into comics, um, you know, and then, okay. and, you know, and that, that would lead us into uh, the new media and uh, virtual reality, but uh, yeah, that, that, was, so, that was my basic so story right there, yeah. Just to take a, a quick step, uh, I guess, back for, mm-hmm. for those who might not be com- completely familiar, you, you mentioned something about a Tron database, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something you, yeah. you worked on early on. What What is that exactly? Can you explain that? Uh, yeah, we basically created a scene from Tron, kind of, uh, you know, uh, it was, we were inside. The movie, we right? Okay. Reco- yeah, yeah, we built a recognizer ship, you know, and you were basically, you were inside the recognizer ship, so you could look around and see the cockpit, and you could see Bit, the little, uh, the little talking Bit guy, um, there and uh you flew over like this a grid that had like a game grid and some light cycles and uh the master control and there's a couple of tanks you, you know it was real basic um okay. 
but uh, you know that was and that was like, um, yeah, that was I had only seen virtual seen virtual reality once before um, that you know there was like some you know some pop up like arcades and stuff in the nineties you know. I had seen one of those, and then I actually right. ended up building a, building an experience, uh, you know, uh, during that kind of first wave of, of VR. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a, just like a, a fly through Tron experience, um, uh, you know, experiencing the environment of Tron, and it was very like kind of crude and basic, but it was, you know, at the time it was pretty cool. <laughs> so. oh, very cool. Very cool. Nice. So now uh, moving on to so the comic books, I understand uh, you got into that, uh, and there was something I believe we spoke with a, a little bit about uh, the VR comic book, uh, something mm-hmm. of that sort coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was about 2007. I decided I I wanted to, you know, I, it's when I created my company, uh, Danger Cat. I'm like, I'd written plays, I'd written movies, I was uh, I'd written a novella, I was starting to write this comic, and like I, I need a, you know, basically a, a nest, uh, an umbrella to for all my creative projects. So that's when I, um, you know, I, I did some research and I talked to some friends about how to form a business. And so that, that's how I formed Danger Cat. And that was basically to be an umbrella of all my, all of my creative projects, you know, and, and wherever okay. they could go. Yeah. So, um, so um, I, I wanted to, to have a way to prove, prove my stories. You know, so I'm like, well, what's the best way to create uh, IP? What's the best way to curate the IP? And um, it was like, like Batman Begins had just come out, and um, they were just starting to talk about the first Iron Man film. And you know, I love comics anyway, so I was, I was, I thought, well, why don't I just get into the comic book business? You know, it's like, like anything, <laughs> like anything right. great, and right, I right. kind of stumble into it naively. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it just seems so like you're trying to leave. The, the whole, yeah. you know, comic book, virtual reality, technology, and then the viewer story and kind of have it a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, I guess, in- interactive uh, in, in that sense, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, um, it was just like a way for people to kind of to experience and consume the, you know, the, the stories um, that would grow into other things, you know, games and possibly films and TV and, um, you know, eventually VR and all that. And um you know, it was a really interesting time to be getting in because it was like the self-publishing revolution was just starting. You know, online like um, online comics and uh, eBooks were not were not quite there, not quite happening just yet. But there was like boutique houses okay. for printing and stuff like that. You know, so I met this uh, artist, uh, Anthony Diachidue is his name. I met him through my neighbor Mario, he, and uh, he lives down the street from me here in North Hollywood, Anthony. And he, he was just extraordinarily uh, talented artist. He actually had a pedigree of Universal Studios also. He, he, he worked as an artist at the theme park drawing characters. So he and I both had that shared experience. Okay. Yeah, so um, you know, I, I, I wrote this uh, story called Prophet, um, kind of a spaghetti western. It's kind of a supernatural spaghetti western. And um, I, uh, I got together with Anthony and we did this comic. And, you know, it took about two years for us to put together this graphic novel um, we, uh, we finally got that done, but uh, I formed the company in 2007, started working on profit. And we finally uh, published and put out profit in 2009 and proved to ourselves that we could do it, you know, and uh, Danger Cat became a publishing house at that point because I, I published the comic. So we grew in that, re- in that regard. And it was from there that so I got the idea. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. But... Oh, okay. I was, I was saying I, um, it was there when I got the idea to do a, a Professor Moriarty comic book. 
And that turned out to okay. be a really good idea. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Anthony, uh, I, I proposed that to Anthony. And, you know, after we finished Profit, let's do a Moriarty comic. And at first he's like, I don't know, period stuff. I don't, I don't know if it's like my forte. And I was like, just think of guys in top hats and cloaks and streets rolling with fog, like a horror movie. And then he like clicked right there, you know. He's like, okay, I get it now. Um, but I so he spent won't. a lot of time on that. I'm working, getting that together. But um, but go ahead. So are there, there difficulties? I mean, what what type of things have you guys encountered? I mean, two years is uh, it's well, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly long time to to work mm-hmm. on a project. Um, what right. Type of difficulties yeah. or what kind of things have you encountered? You know, during during that time. Money. <laughs> <laughs> it sums up everybody's problem, right? You know, <laughs> but um, okay. all developers and all artists, you know, um, it's just been a struggle. Like financially getting things done is 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 difficult, you know. Um, you know the other, but the other greatest challenge is just working into you know working your way into an industry. You know, as you know, um, the right. challenges there. Uh, so like with comics, it was just, you know, how do, how do I start? You go, go to all the local area shops, talk to the shop owners, get to know them. And then, you know, eventually you start get to get to know the customers and the customers of these shops are also comic creators. You start picking everybody's brains and asking questions. Then you start going to comic conventions. Um, you know, I went to my first San Diego Comic Con in 2008. That was crazy. We exhibited our first Wizard World convention in 2008. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I got to, got to know every, you know, I met every editor at every comic publisher on planet Earth, you know, just going to all these conventions. And, um, you know, eventually with the Moriarty title, I mean, it was another two years getting that one prepped and ready, you know, writing it as well as shopping it. And, you know, we, um, with that one, it's like I didn't want to, I didn't want to publish that one myself. I wanted to get that one out to a bigger company to, uh, to, to get that experience. And so okay. I showed every single comic publisher out there and got turned down by every single comic publisher. And I'm like, fine, I'll go to Image Comics. It was the last one. I'm like, there's no way. They're, cause they're, they are the biggest independent comic publisher in the entire world. There's no way they're going to want to publish us. But they did. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean sometimes one. it's funny how that happens. Yeah, it was – I don't even know. It was a miracle. But, uh, you know, our timing was perfect because right then it was about 2009 going into 2010 – we were uh, on the cusp of like the, the BBC Sherlock, Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch show coming to America and the Robert Downey Jr. films coming out. Um, like Sherlock was getting ready to blow up big, you know, and I think, I right. think that, they never really explained to me why they picked me, but they, they picked me off the flush pile at, at Image Comics. It was a cold submission. And, um, you know, I think they just saw the coming wave of Sherlock. They saw a Sherlock related book and they thought, let's give this a try. And it, it worked out very nicely. By the time our, um, our collected edition, our hardcover collected edition that collected our first two volumes of stories came out. That was uh, that was five years of work into that Moriarty title when that came out. So, wow. So yeah, okay. it's been a journey. That's a long time. Yeah. I yep. bet. Have you ever have you ever thought of uh, teaming up with other uh, artists or, or designers or so um, in the industry or anything else that you have planned in the future? Teaming up with other uh, experts. Yeah, I mean, as far as like the, you know, comic publishing, uh, as far as creating the stories goes, you know, I, like I did another title with Image called Red City uh, that came out in 2014. I was very proud of, and Anthony and I worked on that together as well, as well as I brought on board uh, Chris Finolio, um, who was a new artist who did our color for that series. Um, this past year, 2016, 
um, you know, I, I started uh, Kickstarting. You know, I got the Kickstarter. I'd had a kind of a mixed experience with Kickstarter in the past with crowdfunding in general in the past, but um, okay. you know, I, there, it, it, that became a thing where there's there's experts in Kickstarter now that you can talk to. A lot of people have done it. That's like it's like a thing now. It's so well established that there's a way to do Kickstarter, and so I started learning that got into that world, and I was able to kickstart a new title, which, which Chris Finolio was drawing, and that's called Bloodworth, and that's a new series about an FBI squad in the near future that can enter people's memories to solve crimes, and that's really where I clued into, you know, the VR thing that started, I started coming back to VR, you know, I was like, this could tie right. in with comics, because I'm writing this comic book that essentially deals with a VR experience of sorts. And so that's when I started shopping, um, started talking to VR publishers about a VR comic book. You know, I started like very crude experimentation at home. I was using Photoshop to create stereo, um, you know, taking panels from my comics and creating <laughs> stereo versions and just uh, putting, them, putting the stereo versions on my iPhone and putting it in the cardboard viewer and looking at it like a Viewmaster and saying, there's something here. There's something here, you know. Nobody was doing that. Well, you got to start um, somewhere, you know? so. Right, yeah. I mean, it was just the idea of concepting it and, like, looking at it. What's a VR comic going to look like? Well, I'll create this crude thing and just look at it and see, yeah, okay, there's something here, you know. Um, but it was about a year and a half of pounding on doors and talking to different developers. And um, I met these guys named Transmedia Group um, from Sydney, and they were at the VRLA show uh, back last February. I think it was January, February 2016 here. Okay. And uh, pitched it to them, and they got a prototype together, and I, I showcased that at the WonderCon convention in Los Angeles, which is um, the, the big San Diego Comic-Con, which is yearly. They have another show called WonderCon, and um, it's kind of the second biggest show of the year, really. And, um, you know, I, I, I was exhibiting there in their, in their uh, small press, press area, and I was the only person at the entire show, I think, that had VR. Um, you know, and I was the only person showcasing a VR comic book. And so it was based so on a Moriarty how, title. How you know, very, yeah, it was. It, it people were very excited, you know. And that, that's the thing. It's like when you do something to shake up, shaking. When you shake things up, some people don't get it. Some people are very excited. You well, know? you're doing something completely new. I mean, you're you're completely mm -hmm. changing, you know, mm -hmm. the pe the way people perceive comic books. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's something, you know, complete. It's kind of. I don't know how to put it. Modern century, you know, integrating mm -hmm. new technology with you know, comics. Mm -hmm. So some people are going to kind of, some will like it, some will may not. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I think that's great. I'm, I'm curious, what, uh, yeah. what other reactions did you, uh, did you get? Well, it's funny because like, it's like most of the people like publishers and stuff, I, I mentioned it to kind of like, look at me with quizzically. I was <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> you know, but it's like the users, the readers are the ones that are really interested in it. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, they're the ones that matter, <laughs> you know, at this point. Right. Um, right. Exactly. You know, and it's like these are the folks that are actually taking the time to look at it, you know, and it was, you know, and it, plus it was just there are so many people. And, you know, when I, I, was, I didn't have a big setup at the show. I was just showing people this mobile version and cardboard, you know. That's all I had at the time to show people. And, but that was enough. I mean, so many people had not even seen any VR before. You know, there's so many – there's people of all ages. I don't want to say it was young people, but it was people of all ages that had never seen VR at all. Like, I, I almost every single person that came to my table at the show, it was their first experience with VR ever. You know, a lot of people. So, I mean, that that you know, that just that works in my favor too. That it's such a new thing. It's exciting to everybody. But yeah, it was the comic readers were very excited about the idea of it because the experience of 
you know, the Moriarty VR that we developed um, is basically the experience of being inside of a comic panel. So you're completely immersed in a 3D environment that looks like a comic right. book. But You're in the yeah, story. You're, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, it's, it's appealing to a way to, to read a comic for the first time. But it's also, you know, you think about it, it's like it, it's a great, you know, ancillary product for people to go enjoy comics that they've read in print. You know, they've enjoyed them in print for so many years. But, hey, let's go see what it's like to be inside this very, very panel that I love so much. You know, um, that was the experience I really wanted to capture. So you think you're you're possibly creating an entirely new experience as someone who's, you know, maybe have read Mm -hmm. the comic books now that they're they're seeing it through this VR. um, Mm -hmm. But it's kind of it's kind of like seeing it all over again, brand new through different set Mm -hmm. of eyes in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, everything that's worked out for us, we've been, been been very blessed because, you know, when we did first published this Moriarty comic. You know, we got published by the biggest independent comic publisher in the world. You know, Image Comics is, is Walking Dead, the, the home of the Walking Dead, you know. So we had that kind of cloud and reach behind us. So that was great. And we had the first – nobody had ever done a Moriarty comic book before. Moriarty, as far as the title character, as far as a leading man in a graphic novel, it had not been done before. I've not found it. In 100 years of Sherlock Holmes adaptation. So we're very blessed to be able to do that. And then we're blessed great. to be able to – do one. I don't know if it's the first, but at least one of the first VR comic books. I don't know if somebody else might have done it or whatever. But we uh, we publicly demonstrated one of the first comic VR comic books, and you know ever, and uh, using that character, you know. So you know, I've, I'm able to establish this narrative of this this guy, this Professor Moriarty, that's you know that I'm working with, that's conquered graphic novels, is now con- conquering you know virtual reality, um, you know. So it's very exciting to partner with him on that venture. <laughs> So, but, uh, you know, there's so many, the possibilities these days, I'll tell you, it's just wonderful. So where, I mean, so where do you think this technology is going to go now? So now that you've, you've kind of started it, has it been further, you know, more developed since, uh, since then, uh, have you released anything else Mm -hmm. uh, in that? It's still, there's still development and we're hoping to get it out early 2017. Um, the, the transmedia group, they were back from Sydney, um, for the next VRLA show back in August, and they had had uh, they developed a version for the Vive, and um, you know it was probably about a quarter of the scenes from the the comic that we were we're working on were done. And um, oh my gosh, looking at it in the Vive, you know, is is it's amazing. It's I, I just hadn't seen okay. anything like that, you know. So I became like one of those. I became like one of the folks that were coming up to my table looking at look, looking at the mobile version, you know, seeing it in the Vive. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, you know, it was just the resolution so high. It's, it's in your peripheral vision. It's everywhere, you know. Um, we'll, we'll finish out the scenes for this story that we're working on. We're also going to add sound and voiceover, hopefully um, ambient sound and music and some basic interactivity, um, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's very exciting. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we're, we're, um, we're looking to, for an early 2017 release. Don't have a date yet, but uh, okay. but yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll have to keep us posted once uh once you have an actual uh release, maybe we'll uh we'll be able to update it. Um Yeah. But so what what other projects uh what other projects are you uh working on um currently? Well, um there's the the Bloodworth project. Um, you know, we're uh we're aiming to do four um individual issues of that. 
to complete our first story arc, and then we'll publish the collected um, graphic novel, volume one graphic novel. Um, so I've gotten through the first two issues, and then so starting early 2017, we're gonna I'm gonna kickstart again and uh, to uh, pick up issue three and issue four, get those made. And um, I've uh, got an opportunity with Kickstarter now to do kind of a micro campaign. Um, they're trying to get some of the, their super backers to uh, to uh, to do ca- smaller campaigns with uh, you know limited to 100 backers. So I'm going to create a uh, we're going to create a, a, a Bloodworth uh, collectible uh, figure, like an army man size figure okay. uh, of, of our okay. Bloodworth character there. So you know, kind of expanding the brand and merchandising out a little bit. This is this is you know these are the kind of things I've been wanting to do for quite a while. So um, yeah, so that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very so, excited, so very excited to expand that brand. Mm-hmm. So, so it seems that people were quite enthusiastic about the project on, on Kickstarter. Um, you've, you've been able to get funding uh, and help from mm-hmm. there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a great way to build community. You know, you build awareness for the project and you get it funded. And then those, those people that you have that funded you are your community, you know. So, uh, you know, you go update with them and communicate them every now and again and um, develop, you know, kind of a relationship. So the next time the next Kickstarter comes out, they'll support you, and they'll also tweet about it to their friends and tell their friends how much they like it. And, um, you know, so that's, uh, um, you know, that's, that's become, you know, it's just Kickstarter is like, it's just like a Twitter or something that, you know, it started off as one thing, but it grew into this whole other beast, you know. Um, it has You're building your network. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to... Um, expanding the uh, the Bloodworth brand and then um, Moriarty of course looking forward to releasing the the VR comic for Moriarty I also have a new a new Moriarty issue this traditional comic coming out I'm working with um, Eisner award-winning artist Janet Lee right now and we're drawing a new story okay. and it's, it's looking it's looking spectacular and um, that will be out next year as well I'm very excited about that so looking forward so to 20, that. 2017 uh it's going to be the, quite the uh, the year releases. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, in that regard, where you know, for the people listening, where can they purchase uh, you know these products, the the VR products and, and the comics mm-hmm. and so forth? Yeah. Well, um, and I'll also mention that 2017 marks the 10 year anniversary of Danger Cat. So I'm very happy about that. I'm glad we have a lot coming out. Okay, that's so awesome. It worked out. <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so yeah, you can um, you can purchase um, Moriarty and Red City, which are my Image Comics titles, um, in your local comic shop at Barnes and Noble. Um, anywhere um, books are sold, you can get the print edition. Um, if they don't have it on the shelf at the moment, just ask them to order it for you, and they can and they will. Um, okay. You can buy it. You can buy the pr- traditional print versions online at Barnes and Noble or Amazon or basically, like I said, anywhere um, digitally or brick and mortar that com- that books or comics are sold, you can get those books, and um, you can get all of my titles on um, Comicsology, um, and that's so C O M I X Ology, and that's um, the foremost. Uh, Comic digital comic um, yeah, distributor in the world now, and they're they're owned by Amazon for the last couple of years, and they were they were a big okay. breakthrough in the industry. And you can get uh, Profit, you can get Bloodworth, and uh, Moriarty and Red City there. Um, so yeah, and then um, you know the VR experience isn't available yet, but I actually do have an augmented reality um, experience that I built into uh, Bloodworth. So um, 
and that's using Blipper, and I was, I was happy to be able to partner with Blipper. And that's, um, for folks that don't know the app yet, it's B-L-I-P-P-A-R. It's a free download. It's an augmented reality app. And I was happy to – I actually got to go to their, their, um, one of their headquarters here in Culver City here in Southern California and meet with them. And, um, you know, I talked to them um, via Skype in the Netherlands, and they're a really terrific, excited, um, you know, group of folks that – they loved what I was doing, so they, they backed me and like, put me on their blog and promoted me some, and I love that. But like you scan the cover of Bloodworth with the Blipper app, you can get some augmented reality content. You'll get kind of a pop-up book style menu where you can uh, check out some bonus features. You can read the comic in English and in French and view a trailer. So, yeah, if you get Bloodworth, really cool. um, yeah, you can, you can scan it on your computer screen or the print edition, and uh, so you can see, check out the AR that way. So, yeah. Interesting. So, so for people that are that are abroad, they can also view uh, the comic book uh, through through this app, uh, or do you already have it in multiple languages? Um, I just I have uh, our introductory like it's kind of zero or issue, which is our first ten pages in English and French. Um, yeah, that was kind of like okay. an experiment for me. I, I've been wanting to I've been wanting to branch out and do a worldwide audience and get translation done. So I, I did this French French edition kind of as an experiment, and I was and I was able to get it up on Comicsology France. So I'm very proud of that. Hoping to do more of that in the future. Yeah, but okay, um, it is available in English worldwide. So like, um, you know, um, Comixology as well as Image Comics, all my titles are available anywhere in the world that you can get access to Comixology or anywhere you have access to a bookstore. I had a friend who went to visited Turkey who uh, sent me a picture of Moriarty on the stands in uh, you know in Istanbul and on a shop. So I was happy to see that. <laughs> it was very exciting. Yes, absolutely. And I get folks from. Got a lot of folks in Australia who read Moriarty, you know. So uh, and in, and in the UK, of course. So uh, yeah. So yeah, it, getting a worldwide audience is is possible for anybody. You know, it's just a matter of getting the marketing push to get folks to know about it. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, you know, looking you know far into the future, I guess uh, since it's kind of brushed up, where where are you looking to to go from here? You know, what what do you think the you know ten years down the road, where do you see Danger Cat, where do you see yourself on uh, and the company? Well, um, you know, this whole time I've been uh, brush having all kinds of brushes. You know, I live in Los Angeles, I live in Hollywood here, so I've been having many, many close calls with film and TV companies to get uh, get adaptations of these uh, of some of these books. I've had very close calls with Moriarty and uh, Red City in particular, um, as far as far as for for both television and film. And so I'm hoping by that time one one of those properties will will be adapted into you know an A-list film or or TV show, and um, you know you know from there or you know I don't know what's going to trigger it, but you know I would like to expand out and kind of create kind of expand my media empire if you will, you know um, right. I'd like to do okay. more multi you know I'm going to continue doing the comics that will continue to be my thing, but. Uh, you know, I'd like to become more of a multimedia company and, uh, you know, be able to uh, okay. develop the games and then, you know, in-house in if possible. And then, um, you know, continue to license things too. So, but, you know, I'd love to be able to license to Warner Brothers and whatnot and get, get, the, get the films and TV shows made. So, uh, so yeah, you know, um, just have, you know, the comics as a baseline and then grow out, continue to go out into, um, into all other media. And, uh, you know, I hope to shift from my, my home office to, uh, you know, having my own building at some point. 
We'll see. Okay. Or at least a floor, a floor of a building, maybe. <laughs> okay. So we'll see. And now, um, well, what do you think of the most, I guess, uh, throughout the, obviously there's been a learning curve. So mm-hmm. what do you think, you know, some of the most fascinating or things you've learned or things you wish looked that, you know, maybe you would have done it a different way uh, or, or maybe that worked out great um, throughout the years? Well, um, you know, I think uh, building, you know, finding, building, and maintaining relationships with people has been uh, a skill that I've uh, been working on and, uh, you know, I've gotten good at, but, uh, you know, can still learn. Uh, that's the most important thing. I talk to, I talk to students a lot uh, whenever I can, and that, that's part of my, uh, you know, relationship building initiative with, with Danger Cat is to, you know, kind of get on the ground floor and try to meet some of these young folks that are, uh, you know, coming out of places like Full Sail or Art Institute. Um, but I, I always mm-hmm. tell them that the most important things are, one, be a good person, and then, two, develop good relationships with other good people, you know. And that's uh, those are things that I've been working on. And um, I think, you know, I, I think we, uh, the Danger Cat has gotten where it is uh, because of that, you know. So, uh, yeah, okay. the most important thing is relationship building. So. Right. As, as is in many businesses, I mean, it's a, quite the skill to, to, to have. Um, and any yeah. final thoughts, anything you, you wanted to talk about maybe that we, we didn't mention? Um, you know, it's just next year, um, 2017, I'm looking forward to being an exciting year. Um, you know, um, I'm happy to be, uh, have, having done this for, for a decade. I'm, I'm very proud of the work we've done. I'm proud of the guys that I've worked with, all the artists that I've worked with. Um, and, um, yeah, just, you know, looking forward to getting into, into the virtual realm more, you know, and invading the, the VR space a little more and the AR space a little more and see, seeing what we can do, how we can shake things up. I, you know, like I said, I'm very blessed. I think we've, we've had some opportunities to shake things up a little bit over the last several years. And I'm looking forward to doing, to doing more of that. And, um, Great. you know, and I'm happy for the folks that, that come along for the ride, you know. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, you know, uh, comic books can be found on uh, uh, Comixology. Um, mm-hmm. You've also mentioned the, the Blipper app, um, something mm-hmm. that you can use on, uh, on uh, the comics. Um, mm-hmm. And again, thank you for, I want to thank you for coming out on the show and hope you, you know, have a good <laughs> holiday season and yeah, uh, good luck next right. year. We'll, we'll be rooting for you. you. We'll keep an eye out on, uh, some of these developments and um, yeah. yeah, keep us posted as well. And Thanks. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to it. Thanks. Yeah. I want to just invite right. everybody to follow me on Twitter at danger cat, danger K A T T. So just please come find me there. And, uh, and uh, thank you. Thank you guys for, uh, for having me on the show. It was, it was a lot of fun. So I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for, for being on it. All right. All right, Daniel. You've been listening to almost here. Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 